The Arizona Cardinals stand pat ahead of the trade deadline that ended mere minutes ago, but that doesn't mean they didn't get good news. Rodney Hudson activated off the IR. Good things coming for the Arizona Cardinals. What does it mean for the NFC West moving forward? And those dreaded power rankings from the Locked On Podcast Network strike again. Alex Clancy, Bob Brock, Locked On Cardinals on this special live Tuesday edition. Here we go. You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Alex Clancy, Bo Brock, Locked On Cardinals. Thank you to everybody who watches, listens, etc. Uh, we're going live today because we thought maybe there was a chance that something would happen with the Arizona Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Brack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards on Twitter. Subscribe, smash the like button, comment, everything. We love engaging. We love that you make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. It's free and available on all platforms. Free, no paywall. Free, free. You don't have to pay. You have to listen to some ads, but... You don't have to pay, which is fantastic. So cutting to it here, before we get to power rankings later on, and just kind of the scope of the NFC West pretty much midway through an oblong 17 or 18-week season now, um, we're going to get to that in the second segment. First, Bo, no harm, no foul, no blood, no ambulance, uh, according to Chick Hearn, the late Chick Hearn, Lakers announcer. Um, are you happy with the Cardinals not making a move? You, you're cool with this with this team moving forward? Yeah, you know, I think you have to start buying in and believing in what the general manager has in his mind as far as he knows his roster. He proved uh, what many of us thought he was naive in thinking that the cornerback room was not going to be good enough, that, uh, you know, did they have enough in the as far as running backs were concerned? It, they, they're fine. It, you know, it's all going to come down to can they be healthy? Uh, maybe they could have added some depth. They can continue to do so. It's just not going to be via trade. So, yeah, I, I I don't have any major problems with that. You know, if, if there were some big names, they didn't give up any draft capital to do that. But they made their bigger move. They went out and, and they pulled off the deal for Zach Ertz. And I thought that, you know, that's that can be your, your trade deadline uh, acquisition. So no problem with Steve Kime kind of sitting on his hands today, the final day for the NFL trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, they've already had their birthday cake. We've already talked about this. Their birthday's today, but they already had their birthday cake. If you think that they haven't made enough moves this offseason – Stop watching the Cardinals. I mean, it's like they've done everything that they need to do. J.J. Watt has not been put on IR yet, which leaves some opening. And I have really understood. Do you really need 46 dudes active on game? Like, do you need that many people on the sideline that are technically active? This may be a way to circumvent that if he's can somehow find the 98th option from a doctor that tells him he doesn't have to have surgery and can play through uh, the ripped-apart shoulder that he's dealing with. Um, right. It's just something to monitor, you know, because that could have been something. I mean, Fletcher Cox would have been a vanity trade. You know, you'd have to give up a, a higher pick, probably more than what he's worth due to the name recognition, kind of what the uh, what the Seahawks did for Carlos Dunlap. Um, yeah, it's ride or die here. You've got everything you need. You've got depth in all the right spots. You're not top-heavy like you once were. Barring any sort of injury, the Cardinals are going to put themselves in a very, very good position to make a deep run this year. And let me just tell you, Bo, as of eight week, as of through week eight, the Cardinals will only play two teams with winning records the rest of the season. Both of them, the Rams and the, and the Cowboys are the two. And I'm sure that Seattle is going to be better with Russell Wilson back. So it's not like a cut and dry. It's going to be bad teams only. 
but they have Seahawks twice and the and the 49ers coming up Sunday. They have the Colts, they have the Panthers, they have the Bears, which is a, a trappy game in my opinion, but we can talk about that as it gets closer. Like they got through the toughest part of their schedule. It's still a top-heavy schedule to go down the stretch, but they could be in a lot worse spots at the trade deadline than they are sitting at seven and one. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, they're playing kind of with house money at seven and one. We probably anticipated best case scenario. You know, are they, you know, a six and two team? Are they a five and three team? I think anybody would have accepted that. They just need to be in a position going into November, December, and January where they're in contention. That's what everybody wanted. Now, you know, their their expectations, they've raised that bar. The bar is raised. And, and I can see why people would be disappointed that they didn't go out and make a move. But like you said, you know, you got your birthday gift months ago. You couldn't handle yourself in Toys R Us and you needed to get the game, the, vi- the video game. Then your mom said, okay, well, that's your birthday present. You got it. And uh, it's Zach Kurtz. And also this offseason, Steve Kime was one of the busiest GMs possible. And so far, all the moves that he's made, uh, pretty exciting. And, and they've all kind of panned out. Even A.J. Green, who had the, uh, the huge brain fart on Thursday, and we're still trying to uh, get away from that. But yeah, I mean, that is pretty crazy stat that there's not a lot of you know teams over 500 along the way. It's going to be up to Cliff Kingsbury and this organization, their leaders, to keep this team focused. And, and, and whether or not JJ Watt goes on the IR eventually, you know, I, I, he's seeking out probably doctors who do their practice from a van that would maybe just give him the good, good the green light. Uh, he's, he, we saw him on the sideline Thursday night football. He's going to continue to be on the sideline. He's going to continue to be a voice in that locker room and keep this team focused. Uh, so, you know, that, that's what you, you, you kind of look forward to. You hope to avoid any other major injuries. There's news as far as somebody coming back for the Cardinals organization. That's huge. Kind of your JJ Watt of the offense. Uh, that that's only, you know, you just got to trend in the right direction, stay healthy and continue to play at a high level. And that's what they're doing so far. Yeah, Alex Fancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. I mean, it's a dream scenario, you're right. But listen, the NFC West is trouble. Regardless of record, it's the 49ers, it's the Seahawks. Like, the Cardinals have found themselves in the other spot, last in the division, playing spoiler. They won in Seattle like three years in a row against BA, with, with BA here. You know, it's like yeah. divisions are weird. And if you think that the Cardinals are just going to walk in on Sunday with Kyler Murray at full strength or without and just beat the 49ers, Ain't gonna happen. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo gets a lot of crap because he doesn't, you know, he's kind of a he's kind of a lame duck a lot of times, but he shows flashes of a guy that deserved the $137.5 million or whatever it was the 49ers gave him. You know, right. he's an upgrade from Trey Lance right now. There's no question about that. No. That defense is getting better and better as the weeks go on. The offense they've kind of figured out with with Elijah Mitchell, you know, the 96 running backs they have. Debo Samuel is playing at an all-pro level. That is a true statement. Through through eight weeks, he's playing at an all-pro level. I think he's third overall in total yards. Like, the dude looks to be exactly what they thought he was going to be coming out of college. So just because the Cardinals didn't make a move before the trade deadline, just because they have activated Rodney Hudson as of about 15 minutes ago, which is great news that Bo alluded to, they're not out of the woodwork yet, even though they're only playing two teams that happen to be over 500 through eight weeks. This is when the yeah. season gets weird. There are different team tiers of bad teams. Like I'm not, we're not going to sit here and say oh, the Niners are a playoff team and the Arizona Cardinals, uh, you know, could very well likely lose to them or they should lose to them on the road because the, the Cardinals are the better team. But if they don't show up, 
if if they if they fall flat, you know, we, we even saw when the Niners visited the Arizona Cardinals a couple of weeks ago, they can lose. Uh, it's it's not the Houston Texans where if you play a very bad game, you can still come out of there with a W. It's not the Jacksonville Jaguars that we saw in Week Three. You know, this is the the Niners are just kind of a couple tiers ahead of them, but they're they're a team that that are struggling and they're going to have their struggles because. You know, they're a flawed football team at the end of the day. But Jimmy G, the Niners, they have enough to beat the Cardinals. So do the Panthers. So do, you know, some of the several teams that are struggling that remain on their schedule. The Arizona Cardinals need to show up each and every week and stay focused or they're going to take another L. But I, I like where they are. I thought even in, in a loss and a defeat that they, they showed a lot that we haven't seen from this organization in a long time, if ever. Right. Very well put. Alex Fancy Ball, Brock Lockdown Cardinals. Coming up next. Um, we're going to talk about the NFC West because it's just, let's take a breath. The Cardinals play on Sunday. It's Tuesday. It's kind of a slow work. We don't really know what's going on with Kyler Murray yet. Instead of just projecting for things that could happen, can't happen, let's just take a beat and talk about the NFC West through eight weeks because it looks great for the Cardinals right now, and it's trending that it's going to continue to do so. But remember, the Cardinals started 2-0 in division last year and finished 2-4. and so crazier things have happened than what the Cardinals are sitting at with seven and one and things not going their way the second half of the season, regardless of strength of schedule. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about power rankings. Alex Clancy, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals on this awesome live. It's nice to do live shows once in a while because yeah. we only used to do live shows. I, I like that we record them, but doing live shows once in a while is awesome. We will get back to you momentarily after I talk about get upside. Hmm. Get Upside, Bo. You know very well about Get Upside. The Get Upside is the app that pretty much can get listeners to make up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. It's so easy. Download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Prices are going up, man. Get cash back using Get Upside. Just download the app once again. And use promo code touchdown and you can get up to 50% cash back on your first tank. We all drive, you know, because we have cars, we're adults, we're over 16, and we're also trying to save money at the same time. The Get Upside app is the best way to do it. Again, you get up to 25 cents off for every gallon of gas normally. If you use the promo code touchdown, you get a bonus of a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50% off on your first fill up. Just do it. Download the Get Upside app on Apple or Google Play today. All right. Second segment. Alex Clancy, Bo Brock. Kind of a boring, um, anticlimactic trade deadline for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that the trade deadline or the 48 hours you know, before it ended weren't uh, eventful for the NFC West. Obviously, the uh, Los Angeles Rams traded for Von Miller. They gave up a second and third round pick. They're getting a compensatory third round pick though. So they will be, they will have a third round pick next year, but Bo, they're pretty much skin and bones there uh, in Los Angeles. They have a third, a fifth and two sevens next year. Not exactly a uh, murderer's row of picks, but they get Von Miller. Who's a hundred. Right. So that's great. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fantastic because JJ Watt is four years older, four days older than Von Miller. Yet JJ Watt is looked to be born in the Mesozoic era. And JJ Watt is looked to be the spry, you know, 21 year old football player. Uh, the Cardinals didn't give anything up for Von Miller except for a little cash that they could afford. Um, let me ask you this. So the Cardinals and the Rams are four or seven and one each. The Cardinals have the tiebreak because they beat the Rams at SoFi. Do you think 
that a best of seven series, the Cardinals would win? Or do you think that the Rams right now, because of the experience of Matthew Stafford, even though it was in Detroit, Cooper Cup is playing out of his mind. He's shattering wide receiver records through eight weeks. Robert Woods there. Daryl Henderson looks to be an RB1. They have the coaching mm-hmm. edge, we think, at this point. Do you think that the Cardinals would win a best of seven, and how many games would it take? I do. I do think that they would win best of seven. You're fully already, drinking the Arizona Cardinals Kool-Aid right now. They've already won You know the, the one-and-done series. They beat the crap out of them earlier this season when both teams were at full strength. Let's not forget that. Like, don't – I mean – Matthew Stafford, everybody's all on the Matthew Stafford train. Like you talk about, you know, the Rams and and Vaughn Miller and they've added them and they've got all these good things going their way, including the national media, you know, being their biggest cheerleader. They want the Rams to be so good because they want them to play in their home stadium for the Super Bowl. They want to be right about Matthew Stafford. Everybody who made those predictions, which are easy predictions to make that, hey, he's going to be pretty successful in Sean McVay's offense. Yeah, Jared Goff was. I mean, that's, that's an easy prediction to make. But to say, hey, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be a team that's going to make some noise, like Alex and I have been saying, even going into this season, you know, that's that's going out on a limb. And the Arizona Cardinals have, have surprised a lot of people who weren't paying close attention to this team. I think that as far as just player for player, and as far as the depth's concerned, and especially if you're looking at a, you want to go seven-game series, that the Arizona Cardinals would would show that they, had, they can beat you in several different facets. They're not just going to be as top-heavy as the Rams are. I'm not discounting the Rams. I'm just pointing out that I think the the, the Cardinals right now are, are the better team. And, uh, you, you know, it, sure, it's cool. Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, you've got Vaughn Miller, you've got Aaron Donald, you've got Jalen Ramsey. And then you're going to have to fill in the gaps where the Arizona Cardinals have shown for the first, first couple games that they have filled in the gaps and they can make up for a loss of J.J. Watt. Um, one thing, though, is like Matthew Stafford's been padding his stats the last couple of games. He's played the Texans, he's played the Giants, he's played the Lions. Come on, dude. Like, that's uh, Kyler Murray. If he played those those two teams the last three weeks, he would have the edge as far as MVP voting is concerned right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think you need to give them, you know, the credit where credit is due before the last three weeks. Sure, the Cardinals beat them, but that is a scary offense. It's a scary, it's a scary yeah, offense. Just for just sure. In a vacuum, that is that is an above average offense. And they have Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, who are arguably the two best position players at their respective positions. Now you can, I don't know if I, I don't know, like I'm not watching Rams games every second of every day. So I don't know if Aaron Donald is playing to the level that he once has. He's not younger either. I mean, he's 30 now. So this whole thing, like the Cardinals have youth, even though they look old in some spots, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins isn't old. Christian Kirk is young. Rondo Moore is young. Kyler Murray's young. Chase Edmonds young. Buda Baker is young. The linebackers are young minus Jordan Hicks. Like this team has youth. This team has inexpensive youth, you know, and that's something you could build a team around. Now, sure. It's going to change when Kyler Murray gets his contract and it's going to change when the, you know, decide what you do with Christian Kirk, but Buda Baker is already locked. You know, he's locked up for a handful of years and it's going to look like a bargain two years from now. I think that, I don't know the answer. Can I just say I don't know? Because I, I I feel like Aaron Donald will win one game for you, Kyler Murray will win two games for you, and like like I I feel like it's so evenly matched at this point that let's just play a game seven once and for all. You know, like it's, it's you know, and what I th- like weakness wise, I feel like the Cardinals at times have shown more weakness, have won games but have been weaker at times more than the Rams have been weaker at times. 
Mm, I, I know I the last three weeks. That. Well, but look, I mean, Minnesota, okay, the Cardinals weren't the best team on the field for a lot of that game. When, when you look at the Rams, like when you look at who, when the Rams play, the majority of the time they're the better team on the field. Not roster-wise, just playing that day. And I, I don't know. I mean, the, we've seen the Cardinals not play well this year and eke out victories and win games. Uh, well, let me let me let me let me answer this because Minnesota had Dalvin Cook, who's an All-Pro running back type running back, churning. He was playing very well in that game before he injured his ankle. Um, and, and Kirk Cousins was playing very well, and with he was finding his top receivers in Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, and, and those guys, their stars were playing like stars. I as far as the the Rams are concerned. The Arizona Cardinals were able to take their stars out of the game. Like when you look at Cooper Cup's season, when you look at Matthew Stafford's season, they had their worst games against the Arizona Cardinals defense. They did. They didn't show up. Matthew Stafford missed a ton of passes in that game, where Kyler Murray is is shown up, and you know despite their big law or uh, you know uh, margin where they were able to come storming back against the the Vikings, that was behind the offense and Kyler Murray, and I think that's going to be key. Uh, going forward with the injury to J.J. Watt, that this offense continues to go forward and continues to progress and develop and, and be their strength and finally takes kind of a hold of that being their strength going forward and, and playing games against the Niners who are not exactly on par with them offensively for them to kind of put that game out of reach early on uh, without a guy like J.J. Watt in the lineup. I think that's going to be key for them going forward. But, I, I, I you know, it, when you're talking to best of seven, you know, when it comes down to it, there's going to be just those tiny edges, especially when it's so close. I think the Arizona Cardinals just have a narrow edge. And I talk like the Rams are a crappy team just because I feel like I have some ground to make up for because of so many people just applauding everything they do uh, that, you know, I, I just want you to know that I think when it comes down to two very good teams, I'm just giving the Cardinals the edge right now. Alex, thank you, Bob Rock, Locked on Cardinals. We're going to push the power rankings to tomorrow because I want to hit the rest of the NFC West. That was a really good conversation. I want to talk about San Francisco and Seattle, namely Seattle, because Russell Wilson tweeted out the a picture with the pin on the ground trying to be artistic about, you know, he's ready to go back to work. That no dude pin, is time to win. Is that okay, right? exactly right. That's what I meant to say. He um, He's an absolute maniac. He, he doesn't miss games. So the Cardinals well, playing him, in a couple of weeks when we thought that you can maybe circumvent him and, and run into Geno Smith seems to be waning and waning more and more by the day. We're going to talk about the 49ers and Seahawks as it pertains to the Cardinals next locked on Cardinals first in life. We're all bound for different things with beachbound.com vacations. You could be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe you're bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar or maybe creating my own taco flight. I love tacos. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be happy as can be with beachbound.com. You can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you are looking for, Bo. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. All right, final segment here, Locked on Cardinals. Follow him at Bob Rack. Follow me at Clancy's Corner. Uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already. Thank you to everybody. We just eclipsed the 1,500 subscriber mark in less than like five months. I mean, it's bonkers. Really appreciative of everything you guys do for us, guys and gals. We really appreciate everybody who listens, uh, interacts with us on Twitter. I know it's been it's been a while since the Cardinals game. It feels like it's, we're about due, about five days, five days to go when the Cardinals travel to Levi Stadium the afternoon window to play the San Francisco 49ers. Now let's pivot here, but we talked about the, the Rams and the Cardinals um, head to head in the last segment. 
Can the Seahawks or the 49ers make a playoff push with what they have? No. Even with yeah. even if Russell Wilson comes back next week. Yeah, I, I just don't think so. I they, they were they were a team that had probably the you know most least impressive offseason of anybody, and you saw that they're depleted. And even when they had Russell Wilson in in the lineup, it, they weren't exactly just rolling. So when you look at them right now at three and five in this tough division, I mean, they're they're four games behind the Cardinals and, the, and Rams. I mean, yeah, I mean, with the extra playoff team, the extra playoff uh, spot, maybe. But, man, it'd be a Herculean effort, especially with them and what they have, they have to deal with or what they don't have on defense. You know, their best player on defense now is is a guy that plays safety that can't cover, but he's he can be an edge rusher. Fine, that's cool. That's a that's a kind of a, a novelty, but it's not something that's going to get you over the hump and, and kind of overcome just this huge, huge kind of hole that they've dug themselves. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. It, the crazy part about this is like I look at Seattle at three and five, and I'm like, you know what? They've got enough. If Russell Wilson comes back in two weeks. I feel like they could win seven in a row or something crazy like that and get to get to 10 wins and make the playoffs. Okay. But but what's going against them and everybody else, the NF in the NFC, that's not a team I'm about to mention. There's only six teams in the NFC that are over 500. That's 37 and a half percent of the teams. That's not a lot. And not only are they over 500, one loss, one loss, one loss, one loss, two losses, two losses. Like, it's going to be 10 teams fighting for two playoff spots and barring any sort of catastrophic injury from any of the other teams. I know the Saints being five and two without Jameis is kind of questionable, but they're still five wins in. I mean, the right. magic number is usually 10. And if Taysom Hill comes back, oh. they play with Trevor Simeon. Sean, Sean Payton just does this without Drew Brees. He just wins yeah. games. But so, and their defense is getting better. The, the Seahawks have to play the Packers this week. You can't imagine that. You know, despite the tweet, I mean, if Russell Wilson even comes back, that's going to be a tough game for them to win. They've got the Cardinals twice. They've got the Rams one more time. They've got, uh, you know, the Niners that I don't think is is an automatic W for that Seahawks team. It's, I, I just, it, it would they're be. actually on their bye week this week. And I, not to correct you on purpose. Not, not right, to correct you. Green, Green Bay's next. So, right. So they're on their bye week. Green Bay plays the Chiefs this week. That's the only reason why I know that. Because we talked about that after they played the Cardinals. So Russell Wilson could legitimately be back in week, whatever week it is, week 10, to play the Packers first. And then if he doesn't, he's, you know, he, he's uh, he's coming back to play the Cardinals his first week back from injury. He got a pin removed from his finger. Like, yeah, he's a quarterback in his throwing hand. Like, it's not like he's going to be perfect coming back. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big believer in the Seahawks. I wasn't going into the season. So, um, you know, it, it's the Rams, it's the Cardinals division to lose. Uh, it's, it's up to the Arizona Cardinals the margin for error is so small. Like you have to take care of business against a team like the Niners. Like the Niners have the ability to beat the Cardinals, but you have to beat teams like this in order to be in the conversation for that number one seed in, right. be in the conversation to win the division, because that's where really where you can give yourself a, a, a really legitimate chance to make a deep playoff run. Like I know that you believe in this team and they're four and on the, on the road. And, but still like your best pass to, to success it starts with you beating teams like the Niners that are down this season, beating teams like the Seahawks, maybe even splitting, but you know, taking care of business and then giving yourself the best chance to win down the stretch. 
Alex Lanty, Ballbrock, Locked On Cardinals. We will give you our full breakdown of the game starting tomorrow. We'll do crossover Thursday with the Locked On 49ers guys. But tomorrow is going to be pretty heavy 49ers. I'm going to give Bo his time for Kyle Shanahan, which he loves. You know, like little things make Bo happy. And twice a year, he's guaranteed to be able to talk about Kyle Shanahan. The more they lose, the happier he gets. I just want my co-host to be happy. Alex Clancy, Bobrock, Locked on Cardinals. Thanks, everybody, for you know hanging out with us at 1.30 local time on a Tuesday. Go to work. What are you guys doing here? We really appreciate you playing hooky if you are. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.